Thank you for joining me for Central Moments today. There is a verse at the end of 1 Corinthians, that amazing letter to the Corinthian church, in chapter 16 and verse 13, where Paul gives five imperatives, actually 13 and verse 14. And here they are again. Be on your guard. That's what we looked at yesterday. Stand firm in the faith. We'll look at that today. Be courageous. That'll be tomorrow. Be strong. That'll be the day after. And then our final day this week, do everything in love. I've been meditating on these verses, wondering, Lord, what, what, what are you trying to say to my heart right now? This, uh, the, the, these five imperatives have captured my attention. Today, stand firm in the faith. Stand firm in the faith. Do you realize that our faith can, can, can be anywhere from just starting to drift a bit all the way to deconstructing completely? Uh, probably most of us know some people who have, you know, they used to walk with the Lord and their faith is completely deconstructed. Others of us, it's not as obvious, but our faith is just starting, it's just starting to, to drift a bit. Um, it's surprising the number of born-again believers who claim Jesus is their Lord that never gather with other believers anymore. They're never in a, ch a church service post-COVID anymore. Uh, they don't, they're not even a part of a small group. And I want to tell you, that's a prescription for drift. Not that being in church brings you salvation, but, but Paul said there's a place in which we need to stand firm in the faith. And... Uh, Let's not let that drift even begin to happen in our lives. But it's interesting, he says, stand firm in the faith. There's a definite article there, the faith. Not, not just in your faith, but there is uh, the faith that goes beyond even sometimes the fickle nature of our faith. It has nothing to do with how we feel on a given day. The truth of the gospel, the faith, ultimately is the gospel. He's saying, stand firm in the gospel. Don't let your perception of what the gospel is drift either. And that's happening in our churches. Like, like verse 3 of Jude, the book of Jude. There's only one chapter, but sometimes we say Jude 1 in verse 3. Dear friends, Jude writes, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once delivered, uh, that faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. These are the things that we're to stand for. He said, I just feel like I have to write you about our salvation. Uh, I feel compelled to urge you to contend for the faith that was entrusted uh, to us as God's people and uh, not let what the gospel is not just let, don't let your own faith drift, but don't let the reality of, of what the gospel truth that we need to stay centered in is. And we, we see drift here as well. We, you know, sometimes the gospel is taught in such a way that the idea of grace uh, no longer requires holiness. And sometimes in the name of the gospel we teach, we hear holiness preached on there's nothing but rigid rules that seem to not even need grace. Sometimes um, we see our experiences being elevated above biblical truth and the truth of the gospel. Sometimes these days we see good works and social justice and acts of compassion which are supposed to be the follow-through of the gospel 
Now in many places they're replacing the gospel where we no longer need to feel that we need to verbalize the gospel. Where half of Christian millennials these days feel like even sharing your faith with somebody else is politically incorrect. That is not the faith. That is not the gospel. It's, it's not replaced by only good things that we do. That's humanism. And so we, we, we are seeing a battle for the gospel in so many dimensions of the Christian world right now. But I love what Jude goes on to say. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers, who will follow their own ungodly desires. Uh, there are people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, verse 20, you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Remember, he said, stand firm in the faith. Building yourself up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. And so as we pray today, Lord, we pray that you will help us to stand firm in the faith. Help us to be building ourselves up in our most holy faith. Help us to stay rooted, not in the sensational, not in the emotional, but in the truth of the gospel, that you died, were buried, and rose again, and that we can have salvation through you, and you can change our lives, and good works can pour out of us. My God, we thank you for this. Help us to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. Help us to keep praying in the Holy Spirit, and help us to stay rooted in that gospel once delivered to us. Let us not let go of it. Let, us, let it not drift, and let it not erode but keep us alive to you in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>